Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazan. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Via Williams. Today, we're going to cover a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about, and that is how to fire people. Mm. And how to do it the right way. It, it's a really, it's probably the hardest part of being in business. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yes. you know, um, we're kind of working on the assumption in this episode that someone has not done anything egregious, right? This is the episode. Mm-hmm. This isn't the one where someone's stolen or embezzled or done anything illegal or immoral. This is the kind of firing we do when someone is just not a good match for your company. And it is mm-hmm. so incredibly hard. Yeah. And, you know, I know we're going to go into, we, you know, we all have our stories about being fired and yeah. firing people. And I just kind of want to state just, just to kind of start it off the right way that we are not human resource experts by <laughs> any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Here's our disclaimer, everyone. Full-on disclaimer on this one. You yes. should definitely consult everybody and anybody before ever taking our advice on anything, especially this. Especially firing. <laughs> you know, every, every state, every country we have, we have you know tons of different countries listening to us. Every state and country has different laws. And so this is our experience, you know, in our approach and our scripts and our mindset. And you might have to tweak them. And, you know, and I think that I just want to start off by saying your mindset's the most important thing on this. Mm-hmm. Your mindset's the most important thing. So we're going to go into that and, and attitude and approach. And we're going to get really tactical and talk about scripts and dialogues around it. Yeah. So I'd love to start out with a story. And I know we were talking before we started about... A great say, uh, story that you have, Seychelle, <laughs> about firing oh, someone. Yeah, let's just call let's just call it fail forward, Seychelle. Um, so I got into my mom's business when I was 22, and I had to do my first firing when I was about 25, and the person I was firing was 24. So super comfortable, right? You're basically the same age. And um, my mom and dad had both been in business forever and been entrepreneurs. So this person, like we'd given several warnings to, you know, like we we knew that it was coming. And I practiced with my dad, who's like just super smart, done this a ton, um, like over and over and over again on how I was going to do this. And I was like, okay, I got this. Let's go. And so I call this person, um, this woman into my office. And I was like, hey, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? And so I pull her in, I close the door. And then I start getting like the hot sweats. I start getting really nervous. And kind of like Mary Gallagher, like I just, oh, so nervous. So this was your very first time, right? This, this was the very, very first, first time, time firing ever someone. firing someone. Okay. She was a firing so, virgin. Yes, I was yes. a firing virgin. And so I shut the door and now like I'm sweating and I'm really nervous. And you can feel like the air suck out of the room. So I sit down with these two little club red chairs. She's in one, I'm in the other. We're facing each other. And I start telling her, you know, like, um, I have a difficult conversation I have to have with you. And then I get the lump in my throat. And then I say, and I'm really sorry to have to tell you this. And I start crying. Oh, and, then, oh. and then I started saying, oh. I feel so bad. And I start 
bawling. Like ugly crying or? Ugly, ugly crying. Oh, and, awesome. and this is the point where she's like, what do you have to tell me? Like, she has no idea that I am firing her. And I start oh blubbering. Oh, it's worse. And I start She thought blubbering. someone was dying. She yeah, thought like she you were going to tell her that her mom was dead. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she yeah. was like, did someone in your family die or something? Because you oh were like straight up losing it. And so then I start blubbering so hard. I can't even get the words out. And she's like, I, what, what is going on? Like, what is wrong? Like, what are you... Tr- what, what is this meeting about? And thank, thank the Lord, my dad was standing outside the meeting because he truly did not trust me with right cause <laughs> to do it on my own. And so he let me fail in this for like five to seven minutes. And then all of a sudden, I hear the door swiftly open and in walks my dad. And I have never seen him in such an angelic state in my entire life. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) And he came in and he was like, you know, he says her name and he says, well, um, I see Seychelles really hasn't told you what the meeting is about yet. Um, We're going to have to let you go. (laughs) And like, let's goes through the firing and did it for me. That was how bad my first firing was. I couldn't even get through it. So... Um, our goal with today's uh, podcast episode is to not do that. Yeah. Um, yes. It's a yes. low bar. Well, and, it's a low bar. And, we, and, and we all wish our daddy would, would, would uh, step in. Seriously. Right? Yeah. Whenever we have to do He does. He's a great yeah. dad. And if, if he could just do every one of them for me, that would be great. But That'd he told wonderful. me, he said, next time you have to do it by yourself. So, yeah. um, you know, I think all four of us have really set out on a path to help when we have to do a firing, which is never an ideal scenario, to help do it with respect and with dignity of the person that you're working with. And so part of what we're going to cover today is to how to do it where it moves somebody forward in their career instead of stunting their growth and causing them to spiral in a negative way. Yep. Well, especially when as a leader, you need to understand that if you fi- if you hired this person... Yes. Right? It's actually your responsibility that they are not the right person for the job. Again, this is not if they've done something illegal. But at the end of the day, you need to just suck it up and take responsibility and understand that it's, it's all your fault. Yeah, all your fault that this person isn't working out. You hired them. You asked them to work for you. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the best mindset walking into this, Wendy. Thank you for saying that. The best mindset is this is my fault. Yes. I brought them into my organization and they were the wrong hire. Whether it is or not, I think that's the best mindset to walk into this. Mm -hmm. Very humble, Mm -hmm. very, you know, in a state of humility, not arrogance, not not egos. Well, I do think it it always is your Mm -hmm. fault. It is. I agree. Leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me think of what uh, Gary Keller when he talks about his his wife and their divorce, and he looked in the mirror one day and said, "Well, wait a mm-hmm. second. Who asked who to marry marry him? You know." Yep. And taking personal responsibility for it, I think that that is so key. And when you come to the conversation with that mindset, you really look at it different. Mm-hmm. So, number one, you need to own your part in it not working out mm-hmm. right? That's right before yeah. you have the conversation. Yeah. Yep. So let's go into and the conversation. Even, yeah, yeah, let's go into the conversation. Well, and even before the conversation, there are several things that should have happened yes. in your organization even before you're sitting down and talking to that person. And the first one is really the performance improvement plan, yeah. aka the PIP, mm-hmm. uh, with warnings. It should never be a surprise to someone that they're being laid off. Um, use numbers to mm-hmm. know the facts so that they know the facts in the discussion and make sure they know exactly how they can improve, right? Because yeah. numbers yep. do not lie. 
Yeah. yeah. Wendy, I could not agree with you more. It should never be a surprise. I mean, if there's anything you guys take out of this episode, it's that. If it's a surprise, yeah. that's really your fault. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of tips that you can use and, and a lot of great frameworks. And, and I've talked about this before, so I'm just going to gloss over them really quickly. And I want I want you to hear them because I think this is this is kind of been a game changer mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, we use what we call the three fiduciaries of a leader. And, and in that, we use it in general. So this is a general leadership tone, a standard, I should say, foundational principle, really. But this also turns into a PIP. And, and it's really quickly, it's three things. It's clearly state expectations and standards. Okay. This is, by the way, number one is where everybody falls down. Number two and three are pretty... You, you're probably doing better by now if they're struggling. Number two, are you really, really communicating the standards and expectations? Are you? Number two, inspect what you expect. I mean, you have to check in. You have to provide accountability. You have to, you know, you have to make sure this is the numbers, Wendy, that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You have to check the numbers, feedback with them on the numbers, right? Number three is providing the right environment for them to succeed in their top 20. Often this is coaching. Often this is technical training. You know, if they're in sales, you know, are you providing the right scripts? Are you are you providing an atmosphere where they can practice those scripts? Are you, are you, you know, what are you doing? Are you, do, you, do they have the right equipment? Do they have the right tech in place to succeed? And okay. Sarah, I love your fourth, which which is really kind of a three B, but it's 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 just a great. I'm glad you pulled it out and did a fourth. Yeah, for for me, what I found is in the beginning, I didn't have systems in place to where someone even knew what their job was or what their mm-hmm. role was. And I learned that as the leader, it's my job to make it so clear that they know what their role is exactly. and how to succeed in their role. And so for me, a lot of it come came back to systems. So that's my fourth. So. To be really clear, when you're struggling with someone, so you have someone that is is maybe not failing at their job, but it's it's they're struggling, right, mm-hmm. in, in their role. The very first thing you do is you sit down and you have a conversation with them about their performance and how they can improve. And what Via is talking about with this framework and what's so important here is that you want to also look internally on how you can improve as a leader to help them as well. So it's both a performance improvement plan. I always look at that conversation as this relationship isn't a win for me right now. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how you can do your part to make it a win and how I'm going to do my part to make it a win. And if I don't see improvement in in either of us in 30 days, we're going to have another conversation about what your next career move might be. Yeah. And so making it very clear in the beginning to give them an opportunity to make it right, both for you and for them. So that's absolutely number one. And then following up with that conversation with an email in writing, just yes. so everyone's really clear. So because sometimes you can feel like you have a conversation yes. Um, yes. and you were very clear about it and then they're, they, don't, they didn't feel that when way you at really all. are an so. HR expert, that sounded really legit. It is. Well, you know, you don't want there to be any lack of interpretation. And oftentimes when you're having a yeah, yeah, when you're having a difficult conversation, one person hears one thing and one person hears another. So being clear mm-hmm. on the expectations in writing is a good thing. And you know, to move to number two. Um, really quick, Seychelle, before we yeah. move to number two, because I think this is just really important because we're so in the weeds right now on on scripts and dialogues. And I think this is important. What I also think Sarah gave a great script. And what I also think is important is to get buy-in. So yes. it's, you know. Hey, Sarah, I just want to review and make sure you're super clear on the expectations. In this role, it's a 21040. That means two appointments a day, 10 a week, 40 a month. 
Have you been clear on that? Are you clear that that's required? Are you clear that we need to, you know, recruit gross X and net X? Are you crystal clear on that? I just want to make sure. And so I kind of soft close along the way at the beginning of this conversation. And I also wanted to throw in, because again, Sarah, you gave a really great dialogue and script. Often, it's almost harder to do this conversation than the firing because you have to make it come out of your mouth in 30 days, in 60 days, in 90 days. We're going to have to terminate your position if we don't hit it. That's the hardest part. That's almost the pre-firing. And it's, mm-hmm. it takes bravery to to do it at the pit time, but you have to give them the consequence. It can never be yes. a surprise. So I just yes, wanted to kind absolutely. of, I felt well, like that was you know, important enough. That's, and when you're a leader of an organization, it is kind of like parenting, yeah. you know, kids without understanding the consequence, don't know where the boundaries are. So it's important. You know, so I am going to go to number two and I'm actually going to tell you what number two is because I'm getting better (laughs) at this. Um, It is to have a plan. And uh, that means you don't walk into the firing conversation winging it. You don't walk in saying, well, I'm just, I've done this a million times. I I can do it. Um, Or, you know, it'll be fine. Or, um, you know, I decided late last night that this needs to happen. So first thing in the morning, I'm going to do it. Like you, you need to have a plan. You need to write out what you're going to say. You need to practice it. And then honestly, you need to walk into that meeting. I always encourage, again, not an HR expert, but I always encourage you to have a witness in the meeting. So oftentimes the person I practice with is also the person that walks into the meeting with me so that if I don't touch on something or I have trouble, not that my dad does it every time with me anymore, but <laughs> um, I, do, I do think it's important to have... Um, that was a good lesson for me in understanding that sometimes having a witness is a really important thing when you're having to do a firing conversation. Well, well I would just say that's... Uh, you know, because we're in the middle of COVID right now, and that can be yeah. challenging when everyone's yeah. working virtually. So, at the very mm-hmm. least, you know, you should record, record it on it. Zoom. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's actually a gift, mm-hmm. honestly, from uh, COVID is that you can record these conversations so you have exactly what was stated. Yeah. Well, that leads to number three, which perfect segue here. Ideally, in a non-COVID mm-hmm. world, uh, <laughs> we want to be in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to have this conversation in person. And if if you cannot have it in person, uh, like we just said, go have it over Zoom, record it. Uh, but being in person just makes such a difference where they can see your face, they can see your care, and also they can see your directness in terms of what you're what you're talking about. So number three is be in person when you're having this conversation as as much as you can, obviously. Yeah. And and there is a reason, there's a practical reason for doing it in person. And that is, is that you're hopefully doing it at the site of their employment. And so you can Mm -hmm. accompany them uh, if need be to their desk and, you know, and do all the stuff. Right. So, I mean, even in COVID, depending on what phase and if we're safe and everything, um, but, you know, people are still having some um, interspersed one-on-one meetings and this is the time to have one if you're going to. Absolutely. Number four, (laughs) be brief. Yep. Love it. Number five. There you go. Be clinical in your words and compassionate in your tones, which is really use as few words as possible and be very, very clear. For example, not we're letting you go, but we have terminated your employment and today is going to be your last day. Really, you don't want to leave anything open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. You don't want to come come in the next day and th- they're there. They're there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Milton, I mean, Milton kept coming back for a stapler from office space, right? Like, Sorry, right. has that happened to you? I, I had one that uh, texted me a couple every morning for the next week. Like, can I come to work today? And I was like, <laughs> it is oh, Milton. I don't know. You should ask your new boss. Like, why are you? T- 
<laughs> Why are you texting me? Like, I'm no longer your boss. So wow. stop texting me about work. But yeah, make it very clear um, mm-hmm. in terms of that this is, you're you're no longer employed here. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, actually read something um, in preparation for this episode and I tweaked my script a little bit. I read something on the Harvard Business Review when I was doing my research and it said, be sure you state this in past tense so that they don't think there's time to change your mind. We have terminated mm. your employment. I wasn't saying it. I was saying like, we're going to be terminating your employment today. And mm. so I, I thought that was really sage advice. Anything from Harvard Business Review is probably pretty good advice. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and, the, and so I changed my script after reading That's that. Good. We have terminated your employment already. Like it's done. Like you're not an employee, you know? Well, and, and uh, the other piece that is key here that this made me think of this, but what we do is we have a whole backup team while we're having this conversation mm-hmm. that is yes. literally terminating as the conversation yes. is happening. 100%. Access to things yep. uh, to make sure that you're also protecting your empire That's uh, right. while this conversation is being had. So when you say we have terminated, that is what has happened. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would just and I would just say that a lot of our listeners, Sarah, they don't have a big team of operations staff mm-hmm. behind them that's able to do that. And so if you're a solopreneur or maybe you're actually terminating your operations person who who would be doing who knows that all the for things, you, yeah. you need to think about that beforehand and how to have your ducks in a row before that actually happens. Yeah, well, I didn't. Ha- I didn't always have this operations team. Totally. And so, no, yeah, totally so not. No, 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 yeah. of course not. But I'm just, I'm just saying that, yeah. like, if people are listening, that's not. Yes. You know, and they don't, they don't have a team behind them who could terminate while you're yeah. in the meeting. Then you need to have that set up and probably have some cut, cut off some of those things before you have that meeting. I always had a backup person also available, and so yeah. even if they're not on your team, your your spouse, yep. someone that you to can turn trust that can walk through mm-hmm. things while mm-hmm. you're having the conversation. You don't Smart. have to have a big organization to do that. Until yeah. we Smart. got bigger too, we used to have that meeting, the firing meeting first thing in the morning before somebody goes in and logs into their computer. And um, we mm-hmm. would start, We would. I would get up at like 4 a.m. and just start shutting stuff off, you know, prior to them coming into the office because that would just yeah, help that's a good way to speed up that process. Hey, you guys, before we go into scripts, do you want a super funny story really quick on that? Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah. So I, um, I have to be careful, but I, I went and I, it's a long story, but I fired somebody that I shouldn't have fired. And when I mean by that mm. is they should have been fired. I should not have been the one to do it. It's kind of it's my someone that reports to me was out of town and I just went mm. and took the bull by the horns, shouldn't have done it. So I fired this person and they emailed the entire company <laughs> and said, oh. yeah, well, he just fired me and like went on and on and on because no one had shut off the email. Oh, no. <laughs> So it Yikes. was super. That was yeah. super fun. There you that go. Was a lesson. Via, that's a lesson. That's riding in yeah. a car. Really is what lesson. that one was. Aww. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it's funny now. It wasn't so yeah. funny then. Yeah. Well, anyway. let's get into some scripting because I think that this yeah. was the hardest thing for me to learn mm-hmm. was how to yeah. uh, say it. The physical conversation. How to have yeah. the actual physical mm-hmm. conversation. And I think that's where Seychelle shared uh, about her, her first <laughs> yeah. one is that Don't she really didn't know what that. the yeah. words I, were Well, and I'd say. always viewed, and I will disclaimer this, like um, I am, I, how many of us have actually been fired on this podcast? I have. Who else has? I have yeah, once. Has. Okay. Yeah. So we both have been fired once. So we're coming from a place of like, We've also been in the other side of this conversation. But I also want to make sure I'm really clear with this that um, without understanding how firing happens and how it can, in the mindset conversation that Via said, 
free somebody up to a better opportunity in their world, to free them up to do something that really is better for their strengths. I just viewed it as a very confrontational, negative, nasty experience. And so my all of my emotional release was me having an, a tremendous amount of like PTSD from having a really terrible firing experience myself. And I thought that just is how it went. Mm. And so these scripts are meant to help you understand and to empower you to know that you're actually freeing somebody up to have a much better career so good. somewhere else. And that's yeah. an okay yeah. thing. That's a beautiful yeah. thing, actually. Yeah. And you yeah. can help them in that journey. Yeah. And no, because nobody wants to be in a job where they're not succeeding. Yeah. You know, if you're they know that back. they're not succeeding, they're waking up every day and they don't like their job. You yeah. Know? Let's, yeah. Let's, let's let them go and help them move on to their next opportunity mm-hmm. where they're the right person in the right seat on the bus. Because there's that's no such exactly thing as a, right. a, a wrong person. They're just that's a wrong right. fit for the job. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Yep. So we, we have a script that we have used that has worked really well. Uh, and the first thing is that we recommend is that you always start off with, you know, showing your heart in terms of this is a tough conversation. So mm-hmm. I always start off with saying, you know, I, I'm about to have a, a hard conversation with you. And at this point, they probably already, know, they should already know. That's mm-hmm. why number one was so important, right? Um, but making sure that they can hear you in terms of that you care, that this is hard for you. So this is going to be a tough conversation is how I typically start it off. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly what I do too, Sarah. So, yep. and by the way, this segment is Via and Sarah's firing scripts, which, you know, I just want to start out by saying, we literally have mm-hmm. scripts on our Google Absolutely. Drive. Yes. And, and you don't yep. do this often enough, hopefully, so that you know, you have to review that. And I've tweaked yeah. it over time. Like I just told you, I, I edited it even prepping for this podcast, right? Anyway. Um, Unless my, you're the head of a, you know, HR yeah. at a big company, mm-hmm. you're That's not different. probably going to become really proficient. Or maybe this. getting yeah. advice yes. from our podcast. And you don't, and you don't <laughs> want to, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the goal no, is not to don't. be doing this all the time. You don't want to be yeah. a master You don't want to be the expert at this. You don't. No. Yeah. No, you want to be a master at hiring. Yeah, correct. That's what I was about to say. And we did a three-part series on that. So make sure you become a master at that. And then you shouldn't have that many of these conversations. That's right. Yeah, there's a reason we did three parts on that and one part on this, right? Exactly. Um, But, you know, my my script starts with, hey, this is going to be a really tough conversation today. I mean, that's kind of my my opening to this. If, If you ever hear me say that, you know, get scared. And then, Sarah, what do you do next? So making it very clear that today's going to be their their last day um, and being very direct about that. that we're So you're direct that we have up front. So in other words, yeah. Okay. We've, mm-hmm. yeah we've terminated uh, your employment, like we said, and I think that was a great, uh, great script to add in ter- terms of past tense. So saying it that mm-hmm. way, uh, but making sure that they know clearly that they have, have been fired. Um, and then I do like to go into... Um, some of the numbers and facts, even though that was gone over during that PIP meeting, but I do like to review that at that point again, mm-hmm. based on this is not a long 30 minute conversation about it, but very clearly, you know, the job requirements for this job are X, Y, and Z based on factual data. And then this is where you came with it. And then we've given you a, a performance improvement plan. We haven't seen improvement. And so we think it's best for your career and for our team, family, uh, that we part ways. Mm-hmm. And so just being very direct about that. And if I can jump into the part that follows that, that both of you guys I know do as well, is you then, after you've let them know that you're terminating the agreement, I think it's you guys added this in here and I think it's something we do too is you say you let them know how you're going to share the news with the team and what's going to be said because the worst thing somebody can have is walk out of that meeting feel 
like they've been fired and they don't know what is going to be said about them. There's a lot of anxiety that surrounds so that. True. And so saying mm-hmm. like, I'm going to call the team or notify the team after this meeting and let them know what's going on. And this is what I'm going to tell them. And I, we actually all, I think all four of us write out specifically what we're going to say about this person, right? That you're an amazing person, that we think you're awesome. And here are some of the strengths we see in you. And we're going to do everything we can to help you or whatever whatever it is. But you, you want to be clear on how they're going to be portrayed. So there's not a feeling of... Um, embarrassment or rejection that's coming shame. with this meeting. Yeah. Shame, that's a great word yeah. um, with yeah. this. And so I think it's setting that expectation is a, a really positive part of the experience. Yeah, Seychelles. And I think that the framework part of this, like if you're if you're like me and you kind of want to know what the outline is in your head, I think that the outline is, this is going to be tough, like an empathetic beginning, mm-hmm. go right into the facts. Yep. You know, basically yep. you're being fired. No and questions. And then what yep. I like to do, because your amygdala takes over at this point, it is one uh. of the most traumatic times in your life when this yep. happens. I'm very sensitive to that. Yes. So I go into the logistical facts right away. So mm-hmm. Sarah, I do a little different than you and I love the way you do it. There's no right or wrong. I actually move right into, so it's like, Sarah, this is going to be a tough conversation. And, you know, we've terminated your employment. Uh, today's your last day. You don't have to do any more work today. Okay. And, you know, um, and I move right into, um, I'm going to go over to some through some logistics right now, Sarah. And at the end of this convo, you can ask me some questions. Okay. And then I go through and say, Shell, that's part of it. You know, I talk about, are they going to turn in their card key? Are, you know, all the things that are going to happen. I'm very specific about our timing and our tasks. And then, Sarah, like where, where we're different is at the end, say, do you have any questions? And I'm super prepped for like that conversation that you talked about. So there's no right or wrong. It's just a slightly different rhythm to the conversation. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I, yeah, like I, like we said, we don't want you to be experts on, on firing. So there's different ways that you can definitely do this. So I love that, Bia. I do like to end the conversation. Uh, logistics are super, super important. I do like to end the conversation. I am a. I like the positivity in terms of understanding mm-hmm. someone's future, and because I believe in taking personal responsibility as the leader, many That's times right. I have seen their strengths with working with them. Yes, I've seen where they have fallen short, but many times I've seen their strengths, and Absolutely. I always like to end the conversation mm-hmm. with recapping like where I see how strong they are and mm-hmm. what type of career and or what type of leader might be best for them based on the strengths that I saw. And that's typically the last conversation that they have with me. And then Mm -hmm. we do want to make sure that we get all items back from them, that we walk walk them out. I think that's very important. Um, And then make sure that you're protecting the security of your your office space. I do think you just need to be a little bit careful about lavishing a lot of praise on someone though before they're going out the door because that can be, um, and I know where your heart is, Sarah, but that can really be misconstrued and Mm -hmm. people may not understand like, well, gosh, you just said how great I was. I don't really understand why I'm, why I'm being fired. Mm -hmm. And so. Yep. That's really good. That's really good, Wendy. Typically I, I also help with like connecting them to the person that I think would be good for their next career. I put a lot into it. There's no way for them to construe that conversation when I have it because they're clear that they're now seeking Mm -hmm. employment Mm -hmm. other places and I actually help them. Yeah. Uh, and that's just I my way of doing it. I think all four of us do that. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think all four of yeah. us have launched a lot of other people's other careers that may not have been yes. the right role or the Absolutely. right environment in our in our business, but might have been a perfect fit for somebody else's organization that we know really well, and we can be a, a conduit for that. Yep. 
No, and that was good, Wendy, because that was number nine. Be careful not to over-sympathize, right? And, and that mm. sort of goes with that. So I think that that was key sure. there, so. And, you know, remember, uh, going back to number eight, which we skipped, which I do think is important, listen to them. Even if they're very angry, you will learn a lot. You know, you'll learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and this is the time to listen. I actually um, don't enter into too much dialogue. I'm into very brief. This is a tough meeting. We all want it over with. They want it over they with just really as much as you do. They don't either, yeah. And so when they start asking me a lot of questions, you know, typically what I'll say is, hey, I want to be helpful. I don't think this is the time. Why don't you go, you know, um, calm down. Let, let's get your stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you still really want my feedback after a couple of weeks, let's connect. And, and I mean that. I, I really do use that script because I don't think... I don't think that's necessarily the time um, to go into all that. They are literally a part of their brain. Their amygdala has mm-hmm. taken over and they are in fight or flight mode. And it is really hard to absorb information at that point. Very sensitive to that. So number 10, you said it, Sarah. Or you said it, Wendy. One of you guys said it. End on a positive mm-hmm. note, right? End on a positive yeah, yeah. note. And on a positive yeah. note. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. You know, we all have a scripts. Mine is, you know, hey, my, my feeling is that we're leaving on on good terms. And this is when I kind of go into messaging. Is there anything in particular you'd like me to message to everybody? Mm-hmm. Is there a way you would you'd yes. feel comfortable frameworking this? Otherwise, this is what I'm planning to say. And that's my so that's great. script. Yep. Love that. Yep. 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 And the number 11 in the last part is how you tell the team. Uh, so you do want to, we believe in being very transparent in our leadership mm-hmm. in terms of letting the team know and typically, uh, I believe in calling the key people, especially the people that have worked closest with them should know first. Mm-hmm. And then there is some type of announcement typically made at a team meeting or something like that. But making sure that the way that you're presenting oh. it also leaves some type of respect in terms of for them and obviously for the team as well. For sure. So yeah, you because you, you because remember, there's there's no wrong <laughs> no, person. There's only yeah. a wrong person for the role. And everybody has unique gifts and mm-hmm. talents. Yeah. And your so Sarah, is you announce it like at office meetings. Do you kind of you talk yeah, about it? Yeah, it's one of my biggest uh sort of pet peeves that leaders don't are to me that's lacks transparency when mm-hmm. we don't like they're just wondering what's going on with someone or what happened mm-hmm. with someone. And I believe in being upfront with the entire team in terms in terms of that. So I know that's sort of yeah. controversial. No. Yeah. I do it too. But that's that's the way why that I do it. That's why you saw my reaction. Well, it is controversial. Oh, it's very controversial. Yes. Many corporations mm-hmm. do believe in not having an exit announcement. My, um, my, um, you know, kind of failing forward on that one for the record, I like a verbal, I like a, yeah. to verbally say it. I don't put it in writing. That is not yep. a memo. Yes. That's not yes. an email. Yes. Exactly. That's not a, yep. Yeah. You know, and agreed. I think you have to be very careful what you allow to be said about the person. So I think you have to really set the tone in that meeting that this is going to be, you know, we're going to be positive. And here's what I expect from you guys, because believe me, your team is watching how you treat that person on the way out the door, because they're going to decide how they're going to be treated if they ever leave and what you're going to say about them. So you need to make sure you control the message and the tone very tightly on that. Yeah, you cannot overshare. This is time to be very respectful, very brief, and and as transparent as you can up to the point that's that's appropriate. Exactly. Yep. Very good. Well, guys, this was a, a really, really tough topic, you know, that we, I think that, you know, all of our collective experience uh, is is just great. You know, I don't know that this is talked about a lot. So I no, really appreciate this not. episode and, and I actually learned something. I think that, you know, how do you know if you've fired well, they don't hate you. 
You know, yeah. I mean, there, there's an initial period of getting mm-hmm. over it. And and down the road, if you look down the line of different people you've let go, if you have a good relationship with them right now, you've probably mm-hmm. done a good job. And so, you know, some of the things we went over today are, you know, what do you do before you fire so that it's never a surprise? Wendy said it really well. It should never be a surprise. Yeah. And then what is, you know, what's the structure of that appointment? And then we really went into the weeds on what our various scripts are. So if you uh, have someone to let go, I would recommend listening to this a few times because hopefully you're not doing it often enough to necessarily memorize all of it. Yeah. Thank you yes. guys so much for joining us on Empire Building. We appreciate you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.